Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Jake Crumpler. What's up, fellow fantasy managers? Welcome back to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. My name is Jake Crumpler, and it's the weekend, so as always, I'll be taking over for Bubba as the host of the weekend editions of the podcast. You can follow me at Jake Crumpler on Twitter, and you can find all of my work at CrumplerBaseball.com. Let's dive into everything baseball-related from Saturday, August 12th. We'll start it off, as always, with our transactions, injuries, news, and notes from around the league. We have one IL placement. First baseman Jose Abreu of the Astros was placed on the 10-day IL with nerve inflammation in his lower back. Abreu received two cortisone shots, but will still get 10 days to rest and recover. In his absence, John Singleton will see full-time run at first base, and after Friday's performance, he could actually become an interesting fantasy asset for a short period of time. In terms of transactions, we also have just one. Starting pitcher Shane McClanahan of the Rays was moved to the 60-day IL. The move makes it official. Unfortunately, the young ace will miss the remainder of the season. And in terms of news, we also have just one. Starting pitcher Garrett Whitlock of the Red Sox is expected to be activated from the 15-day IL today to start against the Tigers. It's a soft matchup to return to, but always be wary with pitchers returning from lengthy IL stints. The right-hander missed more than a month with the injury and only got seven outs in his sole rehab start and prior to the injury he posted a 5.23 ERA in 10 starts so despite how good that looks I don't think I'm going with it. And before we look at the notable performances from Saturday, you want to make money making picks on MLB games, then you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick two to five players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST, P-I-T-C-H-E-R-L-I-S-T, one word, all caps, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. So you have some bonus cash to start playing with right off the bat again that's underdogfantasy.com or underdog fantasy in the app store sign up with promo code PitcherList and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 you must be 18 years or older 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates terms apply concerned with your play call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org in Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in New York call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY and in Tennessee call 1-800-889-9 Now we can look at the notable performances from Saturday, a day in which we had 15 games. I'd call this a false full slate as we had a doubleheader between the Mets and the Braves and the matchup between the Pirates and the Reds was postponed. So we did have 15 games, but not every team played. We'll start it off with our hitters leading off with Joey Gallo in Philly as he helped the Twins to a win going four for four with two runs, two home runs, four RBIs and a walk. He's up to 20 home runs on the year now. His second one traveled 412 feet with a 108.2 mile 
per hour exit velocity. That was a laser. And this was actually just the second four hit game of Gallo's career. And it's the first time he's been perfect at the plate in a game in which he had at least three hits. But it's been a tough year for the lefty slugger. Gallo's in the midst of his fourth straight season with a sub 200 batting average. He's the owner of the highest strikeout rate among players with at least 250 plate appearances. And his 42.3% strikeout rate is nearly five points worse than the next highest. Somehow his power and on base skills make him a better than league average hitter according to WRC plus and he is and has always been a legit power threat and can get into hot streaks however Gallo's extremely detrimental contact skills make him unsuitable for any league 15 teams and shallower. Nicky Lopez had a huge game in Queens as he helped the Braves to a win in the first half of their double header. It was a huge win. They won 21 to three. He went four for six scoring three times with a home run, a double and five runs batted in. It was his first home run of the year and it traveled 401 feet with a 101 mile per hour exit velocity. He also closed out the win with a scoreless ninth in the blowout and that made Lopez the first player ever with four or more hits, five or more RBI and a scoreless pitching outing in the same game. That's pretty cool. He hasn't been fantasy relevant since his breakout in 2021 where he had a little luck BABIP wise and made most of his value on the base pass and this was actually just the second game in which he's appeared since being acquired from the Royals at the deadline. Lopez has some of the worst stat cast metrics in baseball so even if he did get a shot at full playing time he'd only be relevant as a stolen base asset. This game doesn't really change much but it was fun to see Lopez get his day under the sun. We also saw a couple other huge performances in that double header between the Braves and the Mets. Matt Olson went three for five with three runs, two home runs, a double, four RBIs in a walk in the first half and then added a one for four day with a run and a walk in the second half. He's up to 42 home runs and 105 RBI on the year now and Olsen now leads the majors in long balls and extended his lead in the RBI department. Ozzy Albies was the other brave to have a massive day. His day was crazy. He went three for six with two runs, a home run, six RBI and a stolen base in the first half and then followed that up with a two for three, two runs, a home run, two RBI, a walk and another steal in the second half. He's up to 28 home runs and 11 steals on the season now and Albies had a combo meal in both heads of the doubleheader that's pretty cool and his 90 RBI now only trail Olsen for the major league lead and lastly we have Spencer Torkelson for the Tigers in Boston as he helped the team to win going a perfect four for four with a run a home run a double and an RBI he's up to 18 home runs on the year now it traveled 417 feet with a 104.6 mile per hour exit velocity and this was the first four hit game of Torkelson's career and the first time he's been perfect at the plate ever after last year's disappointing debut campaign the immense hype died down for the 2020 number one overall pick. With the spotlight elsewhere though, Torkelson has been able to take massive strides forward at the plate this year. He might finally be figuring things out at the major league level. Through June 26th, Torkelson was batting just 218 with eight dingers and an 83 WRC plus across 76 games. But since then, the first baseman has batted 252 with 10 long balls and a WRC plus north of 120 in just 39 games. He's increased his average exit velocity by almost two miles per hour and he's barreling the ball 8% more often and is recording hard hits 10% more often. Torkelson's barrel rate and hard hit rate since June 27th are both in the top 10 among qualified hitters. That's very impressive. I think we're finally witnessing what the hype was all about and it's clear that Torkelson should be rostered in the majority of 12 team leagues because of his abilities at the plate and his placement in the middle of the Tigers lineup. But if you'd like a breakdown of other notable hitting performances on Saturday, check out the Daily Batters Box article over on PitcherList.com. Now we'll head to the mound and look at the notable starting pitching performances 
is starting with Alan Winnens in Queens as he helped the Braves to a win in the first half of the doubleheader. And Winnens finally lived up to his name, recording his first career win and his second career start. In this one, he went seven scoreless innings, allowing just four hits and two walks while striking out nine. He induced 15 whiffs with a 35% CSW across 111 pitches. He earned called strikes with his sinker and whiffs with his change and slider. The sinker went for 50% CSW while the change and slider combined for 12 whiffs. The 28-year-old right-hander is carrying over the success he had at the minor league level. Winnens pitched to a 2.79 ERA in 113 innings at AAA. However, it came with a sub-23% strikeout rate and a 4.15 xFIP. His heater usually comes in below 90 miles per hour, but with three pitches Winnens can trust, he's able to make up for his lack of velocity. It's unclear if he'll remain in the rotation for the remainder of the season with so many options elsewhere. Colby Allard and Kyle Wright on the IL, Michael Soroka, AJ Smith, Shaver, Dylan Dodd, and Jarris Schuster in the minors, and already a six-man rotation in the big leagues, but this start may have lengthened Winnens' leash, and if he stays in the bigs, he'd line up to face the Giants next time out. JP France had a big game versus the Angels as he earned the win, tossing seven innings, allowing just four hits, two and runs, and a walk while striking out five. He induced 10 whiffs with a 28% CSW across 100 pitches. His four-seamer stole 12 called strikes for 37% CSW, while his cutter induced six whiffs. I doubted France when he was first called up, and all he's done is remain in the big leagues for 16 more starts while posting a 2.74 ERA. France doesn't really have standout skills, but PLV absolutely loves him. His heater has been garnering called strikes all year and has an 80th percentile PLV. France throws his high spin cutter for plenty of strikes as well, and that's earned it a 94th percentile PLV. Even his other three pitches have their own quirks. The change has an 89th percentile CSW. The curve has a 93rd percentile swinging strike rate, and the slider has some of the most horizontal movement in all of baseball. At his best, he's a Toby with a sub 18% strikeout rate, so he's mostly just good for spot starts against weak offenses. And with France facing the Mariners next, his past success dictates a start, but I don't think I'd risk it with the Mariners' ability to have big games offensively. And lastly, we have Gavin Williams in Tampa Bay as he earned the no decision as his team went home as losers. He tossed five innings, allowing just five hits and one a run. He didn't walk anybody and he struck out 10 batters. The right-hander induced 19 whiffs with a 33% CSW across 87 pitches. His heater sat a mile and a half harder at 97 and that helped him cruise through five frames. The pitch induced 14 whiffs on its own and went for 38% CSW and Williams now has back-to-back starts with at least 10 punch outs after striking out 12 Blue Jays last week and it's not like his success just started. In 10 starts in the big leagues he owns a 2.80 ERA and a 26.6% strikeout rate and Williams heater isn't his only good pitch. His slider plays well off of it and he's efficient at getting it in the zone. His curve and change aren't great, but they work as change of speed pitches to keep hitters off his four-seamer. Williams is exceptional at inducing weak contact with a hard contact rate that puts him in the top 10 among major league starters and you sort of have to trust not only the Guardians pitching development, but also his minor league track record. Williams was a top 50 prospect and a 2021 first round pick for a reason and has never had an ERA above three at any level. Somehow he's still rostered in less than 50% of Yahoo leagues and that needs to change. Williams gets the Tigers next and that's an obvious must start. But if you'd like a breakdown of every single pitching performance from Saturday, give the Plus Pitch Podcast a listen and check out Nick's daily starting pitcher roundup over on PitcherList.com. Now we'll head to the bullpen and check out the relievers that got saves and the closers that pitched outside of save situations or blew their saves. Starting off with these saves guys, we have Jason Foley for the Tigers as he got his fifth save. He got the final two outs of the eighth and then stayed on with a four-run lead in the ninth. He's the fourth different reliever to record a save for the Tigers 
Tigers in the last two weeks, and surprisingly, none of those were Alex Lang. Adbert Alzalai earned save number 16. Devin Williams got save number 28 as he recorded all three of his outs via the strikeout. Jojo Romero earned save number two as Giovanni Gallego struggled in the eighth, so Romero took over for the next five outs to close out the game. Paul Sewald got his first save as a Diamondback and his 22nd of the season, and Evan Phillips struck out this side in order on his way to his 17th save. In terms of closers to pitch outside of save situations or blow their saves, Felix Bautista entered in a tie game in the ninth and stayed on to close out the win in the 10th. Jordan Hicks pitched the ninth in a tie game and surrendered a go-ahead run. Emmanuel Classe blew the save and was tagged with a loss as he allowed three runs. Carlos Hernandez pitched the ninth down by two and it's still unclear who the closer is in Kansas City. Andres Munoz pitched the 10th in a tie game and surrendered the go-ahead run, tagging him with the loss. Rizal Iglesias pitched the ninth up by six after the offense tacked on two runs in the top half. And lastly, Kyle Finnegan pitched the ninth in a tie game and earned the win when the Nationals walked it off. But if you'd like a breakdown of all of the notable relief pitching performances from Saturday, check out the Daily Reliever Ranks article over on PitcherList.com. Sunday's edition was written by yours truly. And before we look forward to today's games, we're going to take a quick break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. And that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. And now we'll look forward to Sunday, August 13th, a day in which we'll have another false full slate of 15 games. Cincinnati and Pittsburgh will take part in a doubleheader after their postponement on Saturday, and St. Louis and Kansas City have the day off. My matchup of the day is Freddie Peralta versus Dylan Cease. They both have ERAs over four, but they have big fastballs and some insane breaking stuff, so that should be fun to watch. In terms of probable starters, we've got three guys in the auto start tier, including Freddie Peralta. We also have Garrett Cole in Miami and Julio Urias versus is the Rockies on the road. Our streamer of the day is Dane Dunning versus the Giants. He's been very solid this year and he's good at getting called strikes with his sinker and getting swings and misses on his secondary stuff. I'd also keep an eye out for Cutter Crawford versus the Tigers. They love swinging out of the zone and Cutter Crawford has a great cutter surprisingly. And Ken Waldetruck as well versus the Nationals. He was great last time out against the Rangers and the Nationals are not an offense to be afraid of. In terms of hitter suggestions, I'd go with Reds and Pirates hitters as they'll get double at bats in the double header. Pittsburgh will use two right-handed starters, while Cincinnati will go with a righty and a lefty, so prepare accordingly. And lastly, we'll close things out with our relievers to watch. Adbert Alzali has pitched in each of the past two days, so Mark Leiter Jr. likely gets the ninth if a save arises today. And Devin Williams has pitched on consecutive days and in four of the last five, so Yoel Payam should be the go-to option today for the Brewers. But that'll do it for today's episode of the First Pitch Podcast. Make sure to head on over to PitcherList.com to check out all of the great articles and features we have on the site, including fantastic player pages and daily DFS suggestions. Join PL Pro to gain access to the Discord to interact with PitcherList staff and members
members of the community as well as to utilize the in-season tools to help you win your leagues. That'll wrap up this edition of the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Jake Crumpler. Tune in tomorrow and every day for a new installment of the podcast. Bubba will be back with you on Monday and throughout the week and make sure to enjoy the day as we are blessed with another day of baseball. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.